that guy who's okay with buttons to break up a perfect game. This is the Stupod, the Yahoo yeah. Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swift. And I will, I will lay down a bunt in the eighth inning if I want. How, how are your emails doing after that one? I, get, I did get one. I did get one where it was all, uh, the whole message was in the subject line, which I was thinking great. Yeah. That will happen. Yeah, and just, just wrote like a couple paragraphs in the subject line. I don't know, man. Those 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 are always entertaining. Not not the emails are not yet as good as the Tebow emails the other day, which were which were something. Well, yeah, you'll get you'll get emails about Tebow, and you'll definitely get emails anytime you write about the unwritten rules. Someone, a, a Tebow guy, tried to tell me that Michael Jordan was never mocked for trying to play baseball, and I was like, I was like, bro, he got like Sports Illustrated straight up did a cover and <laughs> said like retire. Yep. I was like, yeah, like if if. If there was a Tebow Sports Illustrated cover and they were just like, "Give it up, Tim," dude, people would be so mad. Let's let's, let's not act like let's not act like Michael Jordan got a pass. True, uh, we just didn't we just didn't have Twitter and internet comments back then, yeah, so you didn't yeah. know about it. Yeah, yeah, Michael Michael Jordan did not get a pass. Anyways, that that's not really the the point of the podcast. I wasn't even looking to talk about Tebow this week; it just it just popped out. Instead, we are all about the unwritten rules this week because we've had. A few instances of the unwritten rules. So Chris and I, independently of each other, decided that we wanted to do an unwritten rules draft. I know, amazing. So, it was an amazing so, stroke of so, luck. So we're doing that. I think you know NBA draft is going and NHL draft is going. So uh, I think we wanted to do our own draft. And let's face it, it's probably a little more exciting than the MLB draft, right? Like unwritten rules draft. I, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, so we have a couple friends that are joining us. So that's going to happen in just a second. Uh, we're going to talk about Kyle Schwarber getting sent down to AAA, which is kind of surprising, but kind of not. Uh, we're going to talk about some old baseball cards. And I have, a, I have a question, Chris, that when I heard it, I said, this is something I want to ask Chris Vick on the podcast. So Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. No, it's, it's not. You don't got to be nervous about it. It's, it's good. <laughs> trust me. It's just, it's just right up your alley. It is. You're, you're going to love it. All right, good. So it's going to uh, be nerdy. I'll, I'll start yeah, thinking about yeah, nerdy it's, stuff. It's, it's nerdy stuff. Um, <laughs> So uh, we have uh, we have a man, Bad News Ramen, Stu Pod regular, and we have Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports. They're going to join us for our unwritten rules draft, and uh, we thought, you know, given all the unwritten rules talk this week, let's see which unwritten rules in a, in, a, in a hypothetical world, in a fictional world, which ones would we keep around, and which ones would we get rid of. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the Stu Pod unwritten rules draft. Yeah. I put the drink in the headlock. Trying to cross me, boy, you better not. Four to four, I'm a spell out. Do it, they can't cause it's deadlock. Four to four, Welcome back to the Soup Pod, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing something special. Something to cross me, boy, you better not. I can't tell if it's like a brilliant idea or a stupid idea. I guess I guess it's up to you guys that are joining us to, to make sure this is good. Uh, we are doing the Unwritten Rules Draft of Baseball. Uh, we have Chris Wick with us. We have our man, Bad News Ramen. And we have Nick Bromberg uh, from Yahoo Sports. He's the editor of From the Marbles and Dr. Saturday. Uh, but he is a baseball fan. I've actually been at the World Series with him. So I, I, I can vouch for his baseballness. And guys, there's been a lot of unwritten rules talk, I would say, this week. From uh, you know the, the, the Anthony Rizzo slide a couple days ago to the perfect game bunt to Yasiel Puig staring down his home run. So we thought it would be fun to, to a, do a draft of the unwritten rules because we love drafts. I love drafts. I know bad news drama in those drafts. Um, somehow has not figured out a way to trade for the first pick in this draft, but well, you gave me like two minutes to figure it out. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was getting close before you, before you're like, okay, let's record. So uh, you didn't want me to get it. Man. Well, Nick Bromberg has the number one, all, number one overall pick and you don't even know him. So it was going to be hard for you to, for you I, to I make a draft. I would have been able to get it. I would have been able to get it. So this, this is the premise. We, we are starting a new baseball league, and we have to decide which unwritten rules we're going to keep or get rid of. Um, we're going to go person by person. Someone's going to draft a rule, and they are deciding whether to keep the rule or get rid of it. So it's, it's kind of a two-part two part thing. Uh, Nick's going to go first. I'm going to go second. Uh, John, uh, Bad News Ramen. Sorry. Not, I, I, I said your government name. I apologize. Yeah. And uh, Chris Witt goes fourth. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about him as we go. But uh, Nick, you are you are on the clock. All right, I got to go big here for my first pick, and since our new baseball league, I think has to have fun, we are going to let people take as long as they want after they hit a home run, 
And even I'm even going to say, when they're trotting bases, I'm even going to say that the less of a power hitter you are, the longer you get to touch all four bases. Like, if it's your first home run of the season and it's July, you can walk from first to second <laughs> to third back to home. We are we are banning the unwritten rule that you have to at least show some sort of a jog after you hit a home run. I'm, I'm, all, go, I'm all for it. I'd go one step farther instead of walking. I mean, if it's someone like Scooter Jeanette or whatever, yeah. they should bring back those that old golf cart and have them go around the golf cart around the bases. I'd be totally for that too. <laughs> well, what do you, what do you have to do in order to moonwalk? Like like can is that something you can do? Oh, I think that's fair. I think you can be the guy. You know, if you want to go from first to second with your arms out like a bird and kind of soar from base to base, I'm for that too. If you want to dive into home, go for it. Especially you know at a game-winning home run, a walk-off home run, you can do whatever you want. The more important the home run, let your celebration fit the occasion. I like how you're bringing a little bit of football into this, Nick. I appreciate it. Yes. The no I'm fun league. I'm surprised that nobody's mad about this, but we, we have many, many things left to draft. I'm sure, I'm sure some listeners will be. <laughs> Alright, I'm up, and this is one I've, I've actually talked about a couple times this week. Um, I am... I am okay if you bunt to break up a no-hitter uh, basically any time before the ninth inning. And, and if it's, um, as long as it's, you know, like even if, you can do it in the ninth inning if it's like one or two to nothing. That's where I'm at. So you've drafted field your position in no-hitter and you're, you're allowing it. I, I am, I'm drafting the, uh, the no-hitter bunt, and, I, and I'm good with it uh, before, before the ninth inning. And I'm good with it in all cases if it's like a one or two run game. I mean, I, I can get. Let on me board have with it. That. Let me have it. Come on, somebody. No, I I, I can get on board with that. Yeah, we're, we're picking easy ones. I mean, uh, it, it's funny that nobody like normally I would have been like, oh, you can't celebrate home runs, but I'm totally for it. It's it's funny like the, these old these old rules are like stuff that it's like 50, 60 years old, and I think we're getting to the point now where it's like you know like. If it's a man's game, then it's a man's game. If you want to bunt, go ahead and bunt, you know, because there's ways to get around it. If, you, if, if a guy bunts, there, there can be some retribution with that. I know, and I look at it the same way, you know, Dyson bunted it was the sixth inning. You know, what if you've got a guy, a left-handed hitter up, who the infield's playing a shift against, and you've got three infielders on the right-hand side. He bunts to beat the shift in the second inning, and that ends up being the only hit of a nine-inning game. The pitcher throws a complete game shutout. That's the only hit. We're not going to get mad at that bunt in the second inning so I've, have you have I you ever been to twitter nick because well, they get mad at things i know i'm, I'm talking about the non-egg people here <laughs> all right well you guys are all on board with me fine i'll take it i think bad news ramen so, bad news ramen on the clock i'm up yeah. vladimir guerrero oh, 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 oh. No, i'm not doing an actual draft okay uh, okay so and this is so we talk about the the home run we also talk about uh the bunt uh, there's an unwritten rule that if, if you're going to bean someone, don't throw it, throw at his head. I say throw at his head by, by all means. If, if, if you're going to bun on me and I had a perfect game, the next time you come up, I'm going to drill you in the head. If you're going to stand there and get a golf cart and go around the bases, I will drill you in the head again. I will drill you in the head every single time. If you're going to show me up, I'm going to throw you where it hurts the most. I'm going to break some hands. I'm going to end your career. That's, that's what my, uh, that is what my unwritten rule of baseball would be. Is to, See, if, if I'm the pitcher, I'm going to hurt you if you try to show me up. This is why we had to do the draft, because when we were creating our league, we would never have been able to agree on this. <laughs> so I am strongly anti, but I, I did not draft it, so it's not my call to make. But uh, I want my position heard. I, I like it because, well, one, because I know Bad News Roman really well, and this is exactly the kind of thing that he would be for. Um, but, but I like that it brings a balance to the ecosystem that is our league, right? Like we're gonna let you, we're gonna let you scout. We're gonna let you, like, you know, ride, ride, ride a golf cart, like you said, or do the moonwalk. But at the same time, like, there's gonna be some some consequences for it, and you're gonna get hit in the head. Listen, hey, I, I, I hate Roger Clemens. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna go Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish. I hate Roger Clemens to death. But when he beamed Mike Piazza, that was like one of the best things I've ever seen. And then when Mike Piazza started giving up the signs at the next All-Star game, that was even better. It, it, everything balances out. If we start complaining about it and crying about it, then what are we watching here? You know, and if we install Rob Manfred as our commissioner, you could be the first person to get a lifetime ban from our league, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chris Wick, you are on the clock. All right. So this is somewhat similar to Mike's in that it deals with a no-hitter. 
the unwritten rule of not mentioning a no-hitter or perfect game when they're in progress. We're taking it. We're throwing it out. You can do that now, and nobody's going to get mad at you. Let me – come on. Let's hear it. I, I, I mean, Mike is, I'm, I'm I obviously Mike all for this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I think put it, put, it on the, put it on the video board, you know, like yeah. put it out there everywhere you can. I agree. I don't uh, want to hear it. There's no such thing as a no-hitter or perfect game jinx. I'm I'm totally against it. I mean, uh, it, there's there's superstition that's involved, and that that's a superstitious thing. I mean, it, I might I guess it depends on the pitcher, but at the same time, it's like if you do something one way and it's always been done. I mean, why, why mess with it? I I get I mean, that, and I, and I think, but I think it like in my mind, it should also extend to the stupid like everyone stays in the same seat in the dugout. Like we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that, guys. If, if as long as if, if I'm the pitcher, Chris, Chris, and you start talking about my no hitter, if I can drill you in the head, then, then that'll be fine. <laughs> Even though I'll be on your team in this scenario, you're still gonna. I would still, I would still drill you in the ass, man. I think <laughs> we're, we're we're on our way to creating the Amsterdam of, of baseball. <laughs> like like everything is everything is cool. Our our league will be an absolute mess, but this will at least be fun. I hope. <laughs> uh, Nick Nick Bromberg with the second round pick. All right, I'm back up. We're sticking with pitchers here, but it's going to have nothing to do with, with the perfect game or no hitter. Um, in our league, a pitcher should be allowed to catch a pop-up by his infielders. <laughs> There's, there is no reason in modern baseball that a pitcher on a gorgeously manicured mound with the rubber that doesn't even stick up from the dirt anymore can't move three or four feet to catch a pop-up. Uh, you know, I understand, you know, hundred years ago when field conditions might have been terrible, a, you know, twist an ankle, break an ankle. I understand that. Now a pitcher can catch a pop-up. Pitchers are allowed to catch a pop-up. Uh, I'm okay with this. Uh, it, it's a, it's an unwritten rule I didn't have on my list. That was like 13 deep, but, uh, you know, usually at least in my experience and maybe in your experience, but growing up, the, the best player on your team was probably the shortstop and a pitcher. So, and, you know, you trusted them to make the plays then. Why would that not carry over to the majors? That That's my argument in favor. Nick, Nick went and picked somebody who wasn't even on the draft board. Like, he drafted, <laughs> he drafted somebody that people were looking on, like, the fifth round. He's like, yeah, it's my, he might, it's my second he round guy. He might have gone off the board. But, yeah. but it was, uh, it's an, I think that's an underrated, unwritten rule. Well, I'm, I'm it's, the, it's the sleeper. All right. It's a it's a sleeper, and it's the same time. It's like, yeah, this guy's a, this guy's a chump, man. I'm, I I got my next pick all ready to go. He wasted on this one, so we're good to go. Oh, here we go. Nick to be on Nick to be part of our next draft because then I'm going to get all the good players, and he's going to get you know wow. some kid, some 13 year old kid that played well in uh in Double A for uh for his his farm team, whatever I'm trying to say. Trust the process. Uh, okay, there it is. sure. I uh for for my my second round pick, I'm going uh. I feel like this is. I feel like this is a big one. I feel like this this slid down to me, but I think it's good. You don't have to respect the game. As a matter of fact, I don't Whoa. care. I don't care if you respect the game. Like you could just be out there trying to get a paycheck, and and you're good at it. Great. And you go home, and you're like, I hate baseball. Like I don't care. If you play well, and you're an interesting player, like I don't care if you respect the game. So, in our league, you do not have to respect the game. I feel like you should give at least one example of what you're thinking would be okay in our league that wasn't okay in Major League Baseball. I don't know. People just always say players have to respect the game. Like, I don't even know what that means. You, you, like, know, what this, you know what this pick is? It's when, like, you're, like, in the 15th round of, the, of your draft, and then you pick out, like, a, a top five guy, and we're like, no, dude, that, that guy's already been picked. That's a pretty vague thing, dude. Don't You, you don't have to respect the game. I mean, you have to narrow it down, dude. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. One, one, of the, right. one, of, one of the unwritten, like, like one of the unwritten roles yesterday about Yasiel Puig is that guy has no idea how to respect the game. Like, like that's, that's, a, that's a criticism of him. Like, he has no idea what it means to respect the game. And you know what? Like, I don't think any of us have any idea what it means to respect the game because it's, it's totally vague and it means nothing. So we, we are getting rid of the rule that you have to respect the game. You can disrespect the game. You can, you can do whatever the hell you want to the game. I don't care. I think Joe West would like a word with you. Yeah. <laughs> if I never Bring it on. hear the phrase "respect the game" again, I'd be I'd be happy. So. Bring it on! Bring it on, Joe West. We are not respecting the game around here. Should we move? Should we move uh, on? Yeah, to, sorry, to it's me. Drama? It's it's my. I, I was I was uh, I was all in the midst of my pick and not not directing the draft order. Bad news, Ramen is up with the third Ichiro, pick in the second Ichiro. round. Ichiro Suzuki. Okay, uh, my uh, I'm going to say you never steal the catcher science. I say you steal as much as you can. Not only do you steal, if I was if, if I was playing 
And then that, that's like a big if, right? But it is like my dream to stand at second base and then just start calling out the signs. And, and not, not like trying to hide it. But, I mean, I'd be yelling at that. I would have a microphone. And I'd, and I'd be like, this guy's going to pitch a fastball right now. Get ready for the fastball. Watch me watch me cross home plate. I, w- I would go crazy on it. I'd throw it in people's faces. Anything to get the upper hand to get in someone's head. Stealing the catcher sign is the perfect thing. I just don't know why people try to keep it all quiet. I mean, why don't you just yell it out? Okay, <laughs> change up. And then he does the whole little thing. The Oh, he just did. He just slapped his knee twice. Oh, now he's going to do a fastball. I'm all for stealing catcher sign. Now, I'm, so, I'm with you. That's a thing in football now, in college football, especially with these up-tempo offenses and their play cards and relaying plays into the into the sidelines. And coaches grouse about, you know, how they pick up – other people steal their signs from their tape. It's like part of your job, if you're, if you're signaling in things from the sidelines or from the dugout, part of your job is to disguise it well. I mean, if you've got to change it up every two or three games, you know, do it. I'm, I'm agree. Steal the signs. I'm picturing you – know, I'm picturing I'm Bad News Ramen. No, Chris, Chris, no. let me talk. Let me talk. How dare you? I'm picturing Bad News Ramen standing on second base, just like a normal dude, all of a sudden pulling out like a like a Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart like megaphone out of his pants, no. just like out of nowhere. No, no, I wouldn't do that. No, no. no. Would no, it be I would, funny? I would, look, I, would, I would look good at all times. <laughs> I would never stand like a normal dude first. No, I, no, I but I, 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 I want you to just randomly pull from your pants a big old megaphone and people are like, where do you get that megaphone at? I think that'd be funny. Well, I'd say like once you go to, once you go in here, I'll open it up. Once you go, take a look. <laughs> now, okay, here here's my question because I this was on my list, and I was considering the same thing. But then I I was also thinking, what about situations like the the infamous man in white in Toronto, where you're you're getting help from maybe something outside of the the field of play? Is that would that be allowed in this scenario? Or are we talking you got to rely on your own intelligence and ability to to steal the signs? You know, I, I follow an old Jesse the Body adage, cheat to win. Win to cheat, cheat to win. Do whatever mm. it takes to win. If, if this is my league and I'm getting paid and you're messing with my money, I will do whatever it takes to make more money than you. And if it involves, if it involves a satellite uh, looking in <laughs> on, 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 on a diamond, which I could, which I could probably pull off if, if, I, if, I made, if I was a multimillionaire, I'd be able to make a deal with some satellite company somewhere. To, to get every single sign, and I, I just have to look on my on like my iPhone watch because I'd have a deal for the iPhone watch as well, and I'd see exactly what they're doing, and then I would pull out the megaphone. It, it would have to be airbrushed, and I'd probably have a, a Mike Oz's face on it, but but yeah. I would call it out. Yeah, that's where I would draw the line. I don't, I don't, I'm not in favor of the technology part, but I, that's fair. I think that's a fair line. Not my draft pick. So. I thought you were going to say you weren't in favor of my face. Uh, well, we can talk about that later, probably. Chris, you are up with the final pick in the second right. round. Here we go. Stealing bases went up by like five runs, but went up by an excessive amount. I'm going to draft that. I'm going to say we should keep it as is. Uh, oddly, I, I don't think you should steal bases when your your team's up by like six or seven runs, especially late in the game if you're clearly trying to pad stats. Um, I I don't love the way that the league currently operates as far as that goes, but I would prefer to keep it as opposed to just letting people go nuts. Boring. I disagree with this. Hey man, this. Pe- people get mad about that. I like the I like that this this would be like the one rule in our league. Like everything else is free game, right? But but you can't you can't steal when you're up by a few runs. You could do anything else, but you can't do that. Look, I don't. I mean, as I guess. There would be some fun in Billy Hamilton, like stealing 200 bases in a season, but I don't know. Doing it in an eight nothing game in the ninth inning—that just that seems like a lame way to, to have the record be broken. But if 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 uh, Billy Hamilton gets 200 steals in in a season, how do you think that's going to help his 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 money his money in the future, right? For a future, you would contract. just hit him in the head probably if he no, stealing. No, no, I, no, I'm I'm saying like th- this helps this guy get more money, right? The more steals you get. You know that the more you're going to be wanted through trade or free agency, why would you stop a guy from trying to make some, make, make you know make more money? It's a I'll do that. fair I'll argument. Do yeah, you still if 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 you if you can steal whenever you want, steal every I would steal every single base that I could. Just go for it. I mean, what these things with the unwritten rules of baseball? It's like it's taken it's it takes away like the personality of, of a lot of these players because of these unwritten rules. It's like you know what? I don't want to see fights all the time. But what I do want to see is like if if if, you, if someone gets challenged and you're not going to challenge them because of an unwritten rule, then what's the fun in that? 
Chris kind of stole. I was thinking about doing, you know, like don't send a runner from second on a double or a single um, if you're winning big. Um, and the reason I was going to pick it is, you know, I'm a I'm in Kansas City. I'm a Royals, lifelong Royals fan, and I distinctly remember the 2005 game. Um, the Indians were in town. The Royals were leading seven to two going into the bottom of the or the top of the ninth inning, and the Indians scored 11 runs in the top of the ninth. And won the game 13 to seven. Never take your foot off the gas pedal. Always try to score as much as possible because you never know when when craziness is going to strike. So is that your choice? And then, well, no, that, no, but he, 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 you are up. He was he was right. saying that I was right. I mean, so yeah. Well, Nick, just, Nick was just saying that I was right. It, I mean, I'm saying it would be Nick's turn, so that that could be his choice. Okay. So or do you, can, or do you will, have something else? I, I will piggyback then off of I will piggyback then off of Chris and say you can advance bases if you're up big too. Not only can you steal, but you can try to score from second on a single if you're up by eight runs, or even if you know. No, I'm no, see, but Chris, is, Chris is the opposite. Oh, no, Chris is saying, yeah, yeah. Chris is saying I, you can't feel, steal. So I feel like those are almost too similar. Oh, no, 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 okay, no, no. Chris you. is saying you can't steal, and Nick is saying if it's like a you know if you're a runner on second, like go ahead, run them all in. So right. so I guess so we can't steal, but we can mine, but we can run the bases yeah, as I much guess, when someone gets I, hit. I guess I'm saying mine kind of covers that, so I, I think Nick should. I should pick, I should have pick to something pick more something distinct, else. I guess. Okay, I'm sorry, I got all confused. Who made you in charge of the unwritten rules of this draft, Chris? Hey, <laughs> don't ruin this league for me. <laughs> Nick Nick Bromberg with the with the with his. Uh, First pick in the final round. Now that he's been unallowed to pick what he wanted, Nick, what are you picking? <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a sleeper pick here because our rule, I know our league. I'm not sure if it's gonna have video instant replay, but our umpires in our league are going to have to call everything by the book, and that includes the elimination of the neighborhood play at second base. I don't care if you're six inches from the bag; you have to have your foot on the bag when you're turning a double play. All this means is that Bad News Ramen is going to break everybody's knee. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that. No. I mean, it all depends. If I like you, you know, I'd go for your foot instead of your knee. But, yeah. I'd be like Ty Cobb, dude. I mean, you know, I, instead of, like, going to the stands and killing someone, almost killing someone, I mean, I'd be like Ty Cobb. That's, like, my hero. I think the neighborhood play my, is, like, my, one, of, one, of the, one of the few things my, my that I don't like. racism and stuff, but, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still talking about Ty Cobb. <laughs> I think the neighborhood play is one of the things I don't mind. I mean, I'm not going to throw a fit over its elimination, but um, you know, there, there you go, Nick. Ruining, ruining the, the the only thing I've liked in this draft so far. <sighs> wow, that, that's Sorry. good. That's the purpose of that, this draft. That is, the, I mean, that, that's kind of what this is, right? We're just ruining the, the, what people. The like. neighborhood play is the, big, is the biggest cop out of all time, dude. That's, I'm, I'm with Nick 100. That is the stupidest rule I've ever seen. That is just dumb. The neighborhood play. Like, tag the flipping base, dude. Be a man. <laughs> all right. I guess it's my turn, right? Yeah. This my, is the last round, right? Yeah, so yeah. these are all our this final is, picks. This is my final pick, and I, I think it's a good one. If, uh, if you get into a fight, which sounds like it could happen pretty much every inning in our league, <laughs> uh, you get into a fight, and the bench is clear, the bullpen guys don't have to come out if they don't want to. So if they're just like, yeah, whatever. If, it, if it's like Hunter Strickling... And they don't really like him. They could just stay where they're as, at. As 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 long as Buster Posey can go with them, I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> just like, nah, we're good. You can you could fight your own fight. I mean, I I said the bullpen guys because they're the most obvious. But I mean, anybody if they don't want to, if they don't want to, I I don't think you have to be included in the uh, let's all run out in the field and push each other thing. If you don't like the pitcher, you don't you're not you're not into what he's doing. Just stay your stay your ass in the bullpen. I don't care. Well, I'm clearly in favor, and I think a lot of MLB relievers are probably going to agree with this this rule. Because, come on, who wants to run out from the bullpen? It's, I think it's, it's a good rule, guys. I made a good pick. I like it. <laughs> Did you write it down? Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick, Oz. <laughs> I like it. Although Nick hasn't said anything, so Nick might not like it. So say no, I I like this idea. Yeah, I mean, you're just gonna have a lot of relievers now doing some more cardio on the side <laughs> to make up for the lack of cardio they're gonna get in, in a fight. <laughs> I think they're gonna have to like they're gonna they're gonna be in some weird spots. They're gonna be like, am I can do I want to go out for this? Did I? Uh, I guess I'll go. Like, what if you're the what if the last guy? Like, you're the pacifist on the team, <laughs> and you're the you're the last guy in the dugout. Do you really want to be the last guy in the bullpen? I mean, yeah, go, it'd, it'd be go like, get some nachos. It'd be like it'd be like Chris Wick gets hit in the gets hit in the head, 
and I and I'm in the re- I'm in relief. I'm like, man, this guy sucks. I'm gonna go take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're allowed to do that under the under our league's rules. Under the new rules, yeah. Uh, I think Bad News Ramen is up with the uh, third pick in the third round. Okay. Um, what one thing I do want to say after I said taking a leak is like I don't like going to a bathroom and they have like the they have like the pig pen stall where you all all, all the guys have to stand there and like pee, pee in a bowl. You know, like in that big old like bathtub, I, I would get rid of that, but that's not my pick. And I just wanted to throw that out there. That's like that's like the most awkward situation ever. Is is in Oakland a lot? You walk in like, dude, what the heck is this? And like you're standing next to all these guys, we're all peeing in the bathtub and stuff. Um, my uh, my last pick would, is don't distract fielders by calling for the ball. Ooh, and you stole that from me. I had that there, one. There we go. Teed up. Uh, I, I say I say you do whatever it takes, man. I mean, you know, you uh, show a picture of Chris Wick's mom, you know, with, you know, when the guy's trying to catch a pop-up. You do whatever it takes to mess that guy up, and that guy would. I'm sorry, I, I, I would say a lot more mean stuff. I don't want to pick on pick on Chris Wick. You can show a picture of my mom, right? You know, and, and to do whatever Lovely. it takes. Not only just, yeah, I think you met her once. I met your mom too. Anyways, um, uh, but we're getting off subject, so um. But yeah, you know, you, you do whatever it takes. I mean, that's where that's where you can kind of you can have like a noisemaker. Uh, you can get like one of the fidget spinners and like just like fidget spin in front of his face and stuff. I mean, if you put a fidget spinner in front of a guy's face and it's like a fast spinner, you know, he's gonna look at the fidget spinner before he looks at, at that pop up fly. So you do whatever it takes to to distract anybody. It, it's it's just like a no holds bar league, you know, you know, a no holds bar type league. You know, like do whatever it takes to win and just stick it in everybody's face and and have everybody try to create a viral moment every single time. And let's get some butt in the seats, you know what I'm except, saying? Except you can't steal when you're ahead by five runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you can't do. Look, you'll break the unwritten rules if you do that. I, I like that the bad news ramen's rules are basically like we lie, we cheat, we steal, right? I mean, that's pretty much what your what your, what your brand no, is here. It, 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 gets more, it gets more eyes on me. i got to be the center of attention, right? <laughs> and I will do whatever it takes so people are talking about me all the time. I, I have missed my calling. I should have been... I should have been a star somewhere, dude, but I, instead I'm not. So I queued you up on a wrestling reference, and you didn't even you didn't even go for it. No, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Right. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. no, no, I know the light cheat and steal, but I, I, don't, I don't like those guys. <laughs> I, I, didn't like it. I didn't like Eddie Guerrero during that time. That, that was a stupid gimmick, dude. R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Chris, Chris Swick with, with the final pick. All right, well, I got to say, bad news, Ramen. He did steal my last pick. I had that one queued up, so I had to, I had to change direction here. I'm going to go with... Uh, doctoring the baseball too obviously. So it's kind of generally accepted you can do it now, but if it's too obvious, they kick you out. I say, let's keep it that way. I'm, I'm okay with doctoring the ball a little bit, but let's not flaunt it. And I say that because I, I like hearing the stories about the elaborate ways in which guys scuff balls and kind of game the system. I feel like that's, that's good for the game. You kind of look back on some of these old players and you're like, Oh, he was using a spitball, or he was cutting the ball on his shin guard. I like that stuff. I say you keep it. But you don't want but you don't want Trevor Bauer walking out there with a full thing of Vaseline, is what you're saying. Right. Like, okay. don't bring a nail file out to the mound. But, like, if, if you strategically place some Vaseline and sunscreen somewhere and you don't make it obvious, I'm all for that. Well, could, could, we, could we Gaylord Perry it, though? I mean, could we be like Gaylord Perry and, like, pretend that we're doctoring the baseball, like, 50 million different ways before you do your first pitch? As long as it's not blatant, sure, go go crazy. Well, have you ever seen Gaylord Perry do that? Like, like you know, you seen like Gaylord Perry, like you know, he touched every part of his body part, and he was just throwing in people's faces. I mean, like, I, th- I think if we, if we, and he was blatantly obvious obvious that he was trying to say that he was doctoring the ball, but he really wasn't. Like that that Gaylord Perry clip's like one of the best clips ever, and and, and you're gonna steal that from. Him. Well, if he's not doctoring the ball, it's fine. He's not breaking any unwritten rules. Okay. So yeah. I guess you could, you could play some mind games. So, so the unwritten rule in this case is the unwritten rule is not following the written rule that you can't doctor the baseball. Yes. It's yeah, but it, right because it's it's generally accepted that you can doctor the baseball a little bit, but you right. can't be too obvious about it. The bullfrog. Yeah, exactly. So, All so right. the rule then is that you you can you can doctor the ball, just don't be too obvious about it. It, it's we're keeping it. It's the same. I mean, it's the same yeah. as Major League Baseball, basically. All right. So we, yeah. we've we've got a league where almost everything is allowed, except for <laughs> stealing. Except for stealing bases up by a lot. 
And is that it? Doctoring the baseball. Well, you can't doctor the baseball. No, you can. You just you just can't make it too obvious. Be blatant. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing is that the whole thing is like if you Gaylord Perry it, it's like it has to be like known that I'm not really doctoring it. But if I well, no, we, do, just messing with you. It, it, it's it's okay. And and no trough bathrooms. Who's going to enforce this rule? Chris, are you going to enforce this rule? Because I feel that if Chris enforces this rule, uh, I, would, I would be suspended within like okay. <laughs> And and so, no so no trough bathrooms. That's the other thing. That's, that's, that's where we're at, guys. I, I would watch our league. I think it would be it would be a train wreck. Uh, it would be entertaining. We might be venturing into like XFL type status, but no. uh, I, I'm no. okay. Not as bad. Now wait, I I just I quickly want to throw out the the things that were on my list. Just like run through them real fast. I feel like we should mention right, a couple ahead. of these unwritten rules. Cool, cool. So one thing we didn't mention was bat flipped, but that was because I included that in Nick's first pick, um, which we allowed excessive celebrations. Uh, kids in the clubhouse, that was definitely on my list. <laughs> Calling timeout at, at the right and wrong time, definitely on my oh, list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trading injured goods, like in an A.J. Preller situation where he didn't disclose that some players were injured. Uh, cutting up jerseys, again, going back to the White Sox thing, if you're mad. I don't know if you should cut up jerseys. And fighting with your teammates in public, like uh, the Bryce Harper choking situation. Those are all on my list. I think you should totally fight with your teammates in public. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I think, I think in fact, to build on to my, my last pick about not having to run out, I think it would be cool if there's a little bit of drama if a guy's running out and then he punches his own person. He just... <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, uh, okay. You don't know. If, if the, I mean, hey, if... If we're allowing uh, that first your first rule, I'm I'm all in favor of that because uh, that would be what a twist on a brawl. There's gonna be a lot of turf wars in those in those dugouts. I mean, I, I can just picture like the four of us in the dugout, and I, I would have like one corner, and like Oz would have another corner. Nick would Nick would me and Nick would probably team up together, but I, I'd always be looking like stabbing in the back when the opportunity is right, and then you know, and then Swick would be in the other corner. I mean it. You know that that's that's how you do your pregame, right? You just like you, you have a show where it's like the hour before, and everybody has to sit in the dugout, and then just see and drama ensues. Hilarity I'm, ensues, and drama ensues. Now that I know you're going to stab me in the back, I'm definitely not teaming up with you. <laughs> well, no, you, you, no, you would, you would. Yeah, you, you don't know me very well, but you would. He's he's very charming. <laughs> Nick. He's very charming. I, I think one of the ones that I would get rid of um, would be that you know if you want, even if it's like a random game in August, and it's the first inning, and the opposing team as a man on third with nobody out feel free to pull your infield in do whatever you need to do to prevent the run from scoring because it kind of goes along with with chris's um you know he doesn't want you to steal bases when you're up big in the bottom of the eighth well who knows just how much that one run's going to matter in the first or second inning i say bring the infield in whenever you want nick nick's still out here dropping like actual baseball scenarios on us i know i'm, I'm the guy being real here i appreciate it no you 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 we but let's be honest here we we called nick into this like Really, really last minute. And he was down, man. He brought some good stuff, and he, he obviously took it, took it seriously. So thank you, Nick. Um, I, I say you get rid of the pitch count. Huh? I say you get rid of the pitch count. No more, no more pitch counts, and, and and no and no more, no more than two pitchers a game. Like like we just we don't count them. pitches, or wait a you minute, you, no, no more pitch counts at all. This don't. draft is over. This draft is ended. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still making up. So he's he's claiming stuff off the wire. Yeah, right. Off, yeah. This, this is my wire, my wire. Yeah, no more pitch counts at all. Make make your waiver wire selections on your own time. <laughs> don't, let's not get started about the waiver. Don't don't get me with the waiver wire. You've been in my leagues, man. They're, they're pretty complicated here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, Gentlemen, I will say business has been conducted today. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our Bizarro Baseball League. I think it'll be fun. Thank you guys for participating. Uh, anybody who's listening, feel free to tweet at us and, and tell us uh, what it, what unwritten rules you would want to keep or get rid of. We would appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back in a second with more Stu Pops. Yeah, I put the drink in the headlock. Tryna cross me, boy, you better not. Four until four, I'm gonna spell out. Do it, they can't cause it's deadlock. Four until four, I'm gonna spell out. I put the drink in the headlock. Tryna cross me, boy, you better not. Four until four, I'm gonna spell out. We're back on the stew pod. It's Chris and I, and we are uh, hitting a few of the bigger topics of the week that we haven't yet discussed. One that kind of surprised me, Chris, um, in the in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I, I understood the move, 
but Kyle Schwarber getting demoted to Triple A. Um, I think I think you know the reputation of Kyle Schwarber obviously is is uh, you know much bigger than than some guy who would get sent out triple get sent down to Triple A. But you know he hasn't been very good this year at all. He's hitting like 180 or something like that, and the Cubs sent him down to, to I don't clear his head or something. So um, I was surprised, but at the same time. And I, I think you know it could work out, but my question is, what do you think this does to the legend of Kyle Schwarber? Because he is sort of like a larger than life, you know, guy at this point after the last PS, after the last postseason. Uh, do you think people are going to, you know, kind of sell their Kyle Schwarber stocks? Are they going to look at him and start wondering if he's a bust? So I mean, bust seems like a strong word, but it, it, I guess this is also a case of like classic hindsight. So. You can look at, you know, his numbers and what he's done throughout his career. And the thing that that stands out to me and still stood out to me before the year was he's always struck out a ton. I mean, 28.2% in 2015. Uh, this year, 28.7%. That's always going to keep his batting average down. And it's a legitimate concern because while he can do other things like hit for power and he walks a ton, so kind of, you know, the, that'll offset some of that. It's still... A concern if he's going to hit, you know, like we're seeing now 180, which I don't think that's his true talent. But if he's hitting 220, you know, he really has to walk a lot. He has to hit a lot of home runs to make that matter. I mean, you're looking at like Adam Dunn, you know, to to a certain extent. So I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is I I bought into the hype as well. Uh, with with that kind of in the back of my mind, and I guess I just didn't take it seriously enough because of, of the legend of Schwarber. So, in my mind, uh, I guess he loses some of that some of that shine that that he got after coming back last year and the incredible story. I still think there's a really talented player in there, but there are clear flaws, and and we've we've seen that kind of come out now after he's been exposed to the league for you know 500 plus at bats finally. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Um, I think there's potentially some some worry there, but I also think like he's been asked to do a lot. You know, he and I'm not going to hinge this all on the fact that he kind of came off that injury last year. You know, probably a little quicker than he should have. I don't I don't think that's necessarily a point, but I do think that you know he's he's changed positions. He's gotten caught up in the all the Cubs stuff. You know, that comes with them mm-hmm. in the World Series. The whole team is you know, kind of in a hangover. So um, I, I don't think it's just that he is completely regressed. I think there's probably some other factors. And I think that him going down and, you know, trying to get it together, it could be great for him. Um, so I, I, think, I look at it as like, oh, that's a temporary thing. Maybe that'll help him. Maybe it's like a, you know, thing that's going to help his development because he developed really fast. You know, like, let's, let's keep in mind that Schwarber, um, you know, He's a little. He's a little older because he's 24. So he's not. When I say this, it's not like he was drafted when he was 18. But he was only drafted in 2014. So you know, it's not like he spent forever in the minors. Um, right. You know, he he was drafted in 2014. And he was in the big leagues in 2015. So you know, he he didn't have sort of the typical uh, you know climb up to the big leagues like a lot of people have. I mean, you look at his draft class. And I mean, there's a good number of guys who were in that draft class that we still haven't, that haven't materialized into much. You know, um, you know. I mean, you could you could probably say a lot of the same stuff that you say about Kyle Schwarber about like Carlos Rodon, right? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and he was drafted right before him. Um, you know, Michael Conforto was in that draft, obviously, and he's been you know pretty fantastic lately. But there's a lot of guys who, you know, are of that draft who aren't really doing it yet. So let's. I guess let's like pump the brakes a little bit on like Kyle Schwarber, um, because he made such an impact that, that he is all of a sudden you know not as good as um, everybody thought. Because I mean he was the first guy out of that draft to make it to the big leagues, so I think I think he's you got to look at him on sort of like a little bit of a different um, curve or something, you know. Uh, all good points, I feel like, and and I think. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to say I think he's just going to be terrible forever or something like that. Um, but uh, I guess it's it's like part acknowledging that the stri- strikeouts are going to be an issue and that's always going to keep his average down. And, and as you saw in 2015, if he hits 246, well, he could still be productive in other areas. So it's just kind of finding the the right 
amount of contact with with that swing. I mean, he he's he's working with a really small margin for error, so that uh, that's just going to be the thing. I mean, it, his if I can get nerdy, his his BABIP is I mean, it's really dependent on how that does. Like if if you see that take a dive, then suddenly his numbers get really hard to deal with quickly. So it's 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 partially luck based, and it's it's partially finding a way for him to make more consistent contact. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's move on to my next question for you, and and this is really honestly, Chris, the biggest question I have of the week. Um, I've I've written a couple times about this, this box of baseball cards from 1948 that were discovered. And uh, unopened, unopened Bowman. There's some, you know, it's a really sought after set of baseball cards. Um, and somebody found a box, almost all unopened, and put it up for sale. Sold for more than five hundred thousand dollars. And I think about this, and all I can think of is, if it were you, would you open the cards, or would you keep them sealed? Okay. So I've thought about it because there were. There were 19 packs, 19 right? Packs. So, and, and I'll give a little more context for some people. This is the first year that um, they made baseball cards again after World War II, which just kind of makes them a little more coveted. Um, there are a bunch of rookie cards in there, some of which I think like the highest is the Stan Musial card that sells for like 30, I think it's like 30, 32,000. Yogi Berra sells for like 22,000. Um, so there's potential that you could, you know, open them up and get a bunch of stuff. Uh, 19 packs, five cards per pack. So, you know, you're looking at, um, I, I, what is that, like 80, 85, 95 cards or something like that? Sure. I'm not doing any math, yeah. so I'm just going to trust you. Um, and there's, I think, 80-something cards in the, in the set. So, you know, there's a good chance you're going to get mostly everything. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of the context, but I think it's an interesting idea. Like, what do you do? Do you, do you open them up because you want to have the thrill of opening up? Do you right. sell them because, or do you like hold on to them because you want to sell them later? And if you don't open them up, then maybe the value goes up because of the entry. Right. Yeah. What do you so, do, Chris? Okay, this is where I'm coming at it from. If if I'm acquiring these cards, I'm probably doing it because I want to sell them for money later down the road. So I respect, I love, I respect baseball history, but. Um, I'm probably not going to frame a, a Stan Musial rookie card in my house. It's not going to have that value to me. So what I've decided is in order to make more money on this deal, but also satisfy my curiosity, I would open three packs. I would set three packs aside and open those. And then that kind of tells me, Ooh, if I have the Musial, I can sell that on top of all this stuff. And I think, I mean, you mentioned in the post, right? If, with with the right amount of cards, you could make more than the five hundred thousand you paid for it. So I would I would take that risk, but only with three packs. All right, that's that's a good that's a good like divvy it up sort of thing. Because you could also what do, would you do. Um, I you you would make a show about it where you talk oh. to athletes <laughs> about opening cards that you found. Who's who's alive from that? I don't yeah. <laughs> What I do, I do it with like LeVar Ball. I'd be like, hey LeVar Ball, you want to open some uh, open some, open some $29,000 baseball cards with me? I'm just, I'm just kidding. That was, that, that, was, that was an NBA draft reference. That can um, go well. Yeah, right. Um, I, see, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of of the belief too of like, because I, I want, I'd want the thrill of opening up a couple of packs. I think you have to. Um, but I also come back to this idea of like, people who are buying cards of like that stature, for the most part, are people who are hella rich. So I don't know that it's necessarily about the money like it would be for like me or you, you know? Like, oh, I need to, I need to make sure I, I get my investment back, you know? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, is, honestly, is just sort of the, the pursuit and the, you know, like I have this and nobody else does. Because I think when you get to that high of level, um, you know, it's, it's sort of like you, you know who has like the really exclusive things. And this is a really exclusive thing. So I almost feel like keeping them wrapped up and sealed is is something from a like collector level that like nobody else has. You know, other people have that Stan Musial card or, or whatever, but nobody else has the unopened packs. That's an interesting way to look at it. So I think if both from a, I mean, that, and that could mean value down the road, or if you're just in it for like the I have this and nobody else does. 
I, I think that you know keeping them keeping them closed is is there's something to be said about that. But I would want to open like one pack. So okay, but the, but then I guess my question for you is like, what would you do? with with the cards like you know would you be framing a a, a yogi Berra rookie card or would would you just do it for the thrill of opening them i think i would do it I, yeah i wouldn't care so much about the card so much you know like oh my god i really love stan musual or whatever i think i think it would be like all right i got these cards now now let's try to sell them um and maybe that you know funds the next thing or something and then keep all these other ones i don't know but i, th- I think i think the the most uh like the most value in it from either from like a, a money money standpoint or just from the you know overall like idea that I have this and nobody does comes from keeping them sealed. Okay, but but you would still kind of do what I did, so I'd want to open at least one. <laughs> I'd want to open one pack. Okay. Yeah, and I, I guess I would find I'd find somebody to do it with on camera. There you go. Be like Willie Mays, me and Willie Mays opening. A, there you go. A, that'd be sweet. Hank Aaron opening. Me and, me and uh, Hank Aaron. Seventy-eight-year-old baseball card. I don't know the exact year. Uh, but. Actually, you know, you know, you know how old they are. Because oh. I, I used this in my last post. Sixty-nine years old. Nice. Yeah. Sixty-nine-year-old baseball cards. It's me and Ron Jeremy opening sixty-nine-year-old baseball cards. <laughs> I don't know. I think Willie Mays might be a better guess. <laughs> me and Pamela Anderson. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris. So I have, I have a. Uh, I guess this will fall under our important question segment. Um, the, the back the backstory of this is, as, as most of you know, listen to the podcast. You know, I have a I have a couple of kids. I have a six year old who um, likes many of the same things Chris likes, as it mm-hmm. would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were we were in the car yesterday, and we we were in the car together yesterday for like six hours. So we talked about a lot of stuff, and I think he was just throwing out things. So he asked me this question. And I, I just had to sit and think about it, and I was like, I'm going to ask Chris this question, because I bet you Chris has a strong take on it. And Excellent. He just, he just said, Daddy, who's more famous, Batman or Mario? Oh, man. Wow. What a question. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good question, man. I, I mean, I like where his head's at, because yeah. yeah. that's the type of stuff that that I, I could think about for hours. Um, oh, man. I guess I... I would have to. I guess I'd have to say Batman, right? I mean, he's been around longer, so like, even your like seventy-year-old grandpa would know Batman. But Mario, while maybe just as popular today, has only been around since what the the eighties. Uh-huh. So the chance of your seventy-year-old grandpa knowing Mario, I think, is less than Batman. So I think Batman's more popular. And I, I think so too. Here's here's the question that. That I had that kind of like made me think though. Um, how does how does international stuff play into it? Yeah, I like, thought about that as well. Is Mario? Because I feel like Mario is probably more famous, obviously in Japan, um, but I don't know how famous Batman is in other places. Yeah, I I guess I'm just hoping or assuming that old comics have have made their way there and that the. I don't know. My my argument really hinges on Batman just being around since like the twenties, maybe or the thirties. Yeah. Um. So that's what I would say, and and I guess I mean we know like you know movies get international releases, but I guess that doesn't help my case either because the the Batman movies kind of came out around the same time as 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 Mario was was rising to everyone's consciousness. So I still think Batman, and I still think internationally it would be Batman as well. I think I think Batman is the correct answer, but I did want to ask you that question because I thought it was a good question. I like it. I I think uh, I would love to take a question from your son each week. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I asked him this one once because I thought it was funny, um, I, and I forgot what made me think of it. But I asked him. I said, I said, who is the to you who is the most famous person in the world? Right? Oh, I, I was thinking about like sort of like his his view of the world and like what he knows. And, you know, I was thinking, like, how the people on Nickelodeon, for instance, are, like, you know, stars to him. Right. And, like, he knows, you know, the guy who plays Henry Danger and the guy who plays, you know, Max Thunderman on Thunderman. Like, he knows them by their real names. And I was like, oh, yeah. So his his first response was the guy who plays Henry Danger. His name is Jace Norman. And, uh, 
And then he, he stopped himself and he said, uh, no, John Cena. Ooh, and I okay. Said, oh, that's, a, that's actually a pretty good answer. That is a good answer. I didn't expect that. The funny thing, though, is he doesn't watch wrestling at all. So he knows he knows John Cena from... Wait, that, that, like, that proves his point even more. Yeah, so he knows <laughs> he knows John Cena because he John Cena hosted the like Kids' Choice Awards on Nickelodeon. That's amazing. And he was in like an animated thing with Scooby-Doo. So wow. that's, that's how he knows John Cena, but he, but he knows John Cena's really famous. I like that answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> right? I'm like, well, John Cena's pretty famous. He's well, definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I thought just... about it, and I tried to, then I asked my wife, I'm like, who's the most famous person that he's aware of? And I think we decided it was Taylor Swift. Okay. Because he, he knows who Taylor Swift is. Like, he knows, he knows the song by Taylor Swift that was in The Secret Life of Pets, which I think Welcome to New York, right? He knows Shake It Off. He knows some of the songs. And he knows... You know, if I said, Taylor, you know who Taylor Swift is, he would say, yeah. So I think she's probably the the most famous person that, that he would actually know of. But his answer was John Cena. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, John Cena is a good answer. If if you if he was going to go wrestling, I, I mean, the, the Rock, I think, would be a better answer. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I don't think he knows who The Rock is. Right, right. Well, that's a shame because The Rock is awesome. Yeah, so um, anyway, good, good. Good, good question, my son. I, <laughs> yes, struggled, I, I, I don't want to say his name, so I, I, I don't want to put his name out there. So I, I, That's I, I fine. Stopped myself a few times before saying his name. Um, but yeah, I, Batman, Batman or Mario? I think I think it's Batman, but I wish it were Mario. I love Mario. Well, please please report back to him that I think it's Batman. For I, I'm sure he values and loves my opinion, but I think I think the thing with Batman and it's the same thing with Star Wars is that it's just in so many different places. Like, yeah. you know, you have Batman Legos, you have Batman cartoons, you have Batman clothes, and, and th- there are those things for Mario too, but then they're kind of different, you know, like, um, it's, it's not as, it's not as wide into all these different, um, areas where I think the Batman legacy has sort of been, you know, pushed into so many different things that I think everybody knows Batman. And, uh, shout out I, to Adam West, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, this has been the Stew Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, feel free to tell us if, if you think we're wrong about Batman versus Mario. And uh, while you're doing it, you can go and uh, do a couple other tasks we have for you. Chris? You can rate and review us in iTunes. That'd be really nice. Um, all you have to do is type in Stew Pod when you're searching for podcasts, and hopefully you'll give us five stars. Maybe write us a little review. We would uh, greatly appreciate that. You can also hit us up, uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, subscribe there, subscribe on iTunes, um, basically anywhere, retweet us, uh, give us a follow, any of that kind of stuff, we are we are down for it, spread the word, because uh, I, think, I think we do some fun stuff here on the podcast, so thank you guys for listening, we will be back next week, bye bye. Cross me, boy, you better not. Fall to form, almost fell out.